Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Hello, I am Farwit Lovett. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shifter Podcast. Here we encourage, inspire, invite, and most importantly, celebrate the women in our community who are leveling up and all around kicking butt by shifting their mindsets and letting go of the limiting beliefs that once held them back. These women are not only transforming their lives, they are also encouraging and inspiring other women to live their best lives. Today, we have the one and only Jamie Taylor. I have had the pleasure of knowing Jamie since 2018. She is one of the most positively contagious people I know who spills her can-do attitude all over the place. Welcome, Jamie Taylor. We're so glad to have you on the podcast. Quite the intro. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Show too. I appreciate that. Our pleasure. All right, so let me tell you a little bit about Jamie Taylor. This powerhouse's most important job is being a mother. This is also what she is most skilled at. She is a wife that honestly admits she tries too hard and overdoes it often. She considers herself sort of a real estate guru since she has seen it from the angle of agent, broker, owner, appraiser, property manager, and more. She recently closed her small company after busting her ass to build it in order to figure out what she would have built if the power of choice was something she had recognized and owned earlier on in her life. She has taken part in the building of many companies and people, but her most exciting and challenging role at the moment is building herself. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be involved with Shifter and to be on the show. We're super excited to have you, Jamie. All right, so let's get right to it, Jamie. I would like to ask you first um, to share with us what maybe one of the most significant breakthroughs that really played a role in changing a belief or shifting your mindset is since Shifter is all about um, shifting mindsets and leveling up in life. Yeah, so that's, it's hard to choose just one. I was um, sharing with you previously, I've, I've had the pleasure of calling you a friend now for a long time, and I feel like when I run into you, I try really hard not to cross that over into your professional life by telling you all the things and asking for all the advice. Um, but yeah, it's been all these multiple mind shifts, but the most significant one that has affected my life um, directly has been learning that I had this power of choice and understanding that it's directly correlated. Those choices are directly correlated to how I feel about myself and my beliefs about the world and how I interpret other people and energy and things that are said to me and experiences I have. All of those things have stacked up together and then created this mindset that I had. And it was shocking to me that it was like, you can put in the work, you can exercise this muscle just like any other part of your body, and you can completely change the way that you look at the world. And so that just overall, knowing that it's in my control and it's just that easy. Um, that has been a big surprise. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you realize now that it's your work, your effort, 
your energy that is, is what has the power to make the changes and the shifts in your life. What before that, before you realized that the power existed in you, um, what did your life look like and what were some of the challenges you experienced? Oh man, I would just say chaos. I really um, thrive on the approval of other people and just the excitement and the joy that they feel when their dreams come true. It just makes me feel good. And I'm a, I've learned recently, I'm an Enneagram too, and I have um, really strong emotions. They drive most of my decisions. And because of that, um, I really want to see people succeed and be joyful and happy. And so because of that, I'm always looking for the opportunity um, to grow and to challenge them and myself. And so that being said, I think a few years back when I first even got into, I guess I would say the scene of my life, you know, I'm kind of surviving and single momming it. And then um, after a few years of kind of just running a business of my own and not really realizing that I sort of ran and owned business and then, um, you know, stepping out and doing the networking thing. When I first started to build the BNI group back in the late part of 2017, moving into 18, it just started growing so quickly and so many people would catch on and they really enjoyed it. And I don't, I didn't at the time see that it was my energy that was pulling people together, that was getting them excited and motivated and that they were listening to what I was saying. I was kind of just trying to get through it, like sort of how I got through life. And looking back, I think that my life was very chaotic and all the time trying to reach for that next acknowledgement, the next ability to please the, the business partner or the person that I'm working with or, you know, whatever it is, I'm trying to reach that next thing. And so um, it looks a lot different today than it, than mm -hmm. it did. Mm -hmm. Well, we talk about turning our messes into our messages and you have one of the most inspiring stories that I have heard in a while from where you started to where you are today. Can you share with us a little bit about your journey? Yeah, I mean, um, so it's kind of a long story and I'll give you the highlights, but essentially I grew up on the West Coast, um, born and raised, I'm the youngest and the only girl, lots and lots of brothers. Um, and I grew up with just not a whole lot. My family was very loving and just lots of fun things to remember, good memories, but just not a lot. We never, wealth was not a picture in our life. We didn't think about things like retirement or vacation. It was more like we could camp at the lake, but that was kind of as far as it went. Um, as I got older, I noticed that people that I graduated high school with and stuff were going off and doing these great things and I just thought that's not for me and I kind of just went through the motions of life which I guess for most 18 year old people they graduate high school they go to college they do those things and for me my parents decided they were going to move to Arkansas when I graduated high school and I was in Southern California I was like no mm -mm. Vegas was three hours away I drove up the road and settled down there for a few years and the very first job I ever got was working for someone who was a 27 year old woman she was a real estate appraiser a real estate agent she had her property management company going she was just like amazing and when I met her she afforded me the opportunity to like bring her coffee and pick up her dry cleaning I'm like okay I'll do it and so as I'm working for her I start loving what she's doing and kind of picking up and catching on and taking opportunities wherever they're given and it creates in me this love and excitement of real estate so I get licensed and I learn and I grow and so over 10 12 years I'm a real estate appraiser I move across the country eventually be closer to family and um, have my son in August of 2007 and all of a sudden this new thing is birthed in me with my son going like, okay, now I'm a mom. Now I've got to really, really figure this out. And his dad and I, um, you know, we were married, the baby was born and then kind of whoop, things have fell apart <laughs> and we split and parted ways. And uh, we have a great co-parenting relationship now, but with respect to my son, when we split, I knew that I had to provide a way 
for him to live. And all I ever knew was real estate. Um, like I said, I didn't go to college after high school. I didn't have like a whole bunch of money saved up. I really just worked hard. I paid my bills and got through, I had a good time. I spent money on things I didn't need, you know, all those things you do in your twenties. And then after Hunter was born, it was like, here I go. I'm 22 years old. Um, he's an infant at that time and I'm going to survive. So I start working through the appraisal thing and um, build that business up. And just after years and years of doing that and surviving, I start dating this super nice guy. I mean, disclaimer, I dated like a whole bunch of assholes in between, but I finally started <laughs> dating this super nice guy, Joey, who I'm currently married to. Um, we dated for the longest time, it seems. And he just was real slow and quiet about everything and sort of let me kind of unfold a little bit. It was the first time in my life survival wasn't the first thing. I had finally built enough of a business up that we could pay our bills. And my son was going to a good school and we, um, you know, we were making it. We lived in kind of a dingy old apartment and and we figured it out, but we were starting to get comfortable. And with Joey, there just came this added level of all of a sudden there was someone there kind of supporting me and telling me things that I hadn't heard before. Um, career wise, he was telling me, you need to step out there. You need to do something with all these skills you have. And so that sort of bled into a friend of ours inviting me over and over and over again to the BNI group thing. And I just kept on pushing it away. And I did that with Shifter too, and we'll get there in a second. But essentially I pushed it away at first. And, and I went to a meeting because he hit the magic button for me, which is, Hey, Jamie, I really need your help. I can't make it to this meeting. I need you to step in for me. Just tell everyone what you do at the end. It'll be quick and painless, but I need you to step in for me and be a plumber, which I mean, clearly I can fill the role of plumber fantastically. So I went to the meeting and I introduced myself and I like stood in this room and I found myself saying like, Hey, my name's Jamie. I'm a real estate appraiser. This is what I know about property. Um, this is what you would use an appraisal for, blah, blah, blah. And I found myself in a room of people with some poise and some confidence all of a sudden. I'm just like, who is this girl? I want to be more like her. <laughs> and so um, it was kind of my first taste of independent success, like as a female kind of capturing the room and knowing that it was mine. And I was like, okay, I could do this. And so it kind of set this thing in motion. And I started building a networking group and transitioned myself from real estate appraisal into real estate. I found all of my aptitudes and strengths were not so much in real estate. I mean, there were skills there from the years of work and survival and methodology and methodology and learning, but practical application of it never really came to full fruition until I started being like, Oh, and I can brand it. I can market it. I can, you know, make it fun. I can create this network of people that is like groundbreaking in the area for size and quality. As I build a networking group, I switch over into the real estate career. And that's where I really realized the skill sets that I love, that I'm good at, my aptitudes really lie in the marketing, the branding, the encouragement and growth of other people. Um, finding people who are really good at something and connecting them with the missing piece. Like I love to find someone who has a business idea and an investor who has money and doesn't really understand the concept behind the entrepreneur and pairing them together and finding them finding success in that. And I didn't learn any of this and it's all in hindsight you know at the time I didn't learn any of it this is all looking back but with respect to my story you know I kind of feel like I fought through a lot of adversity growing up I moved 23 times before I was 18 years old we never seemed to have food in the cupboard or money in the bank and we were always struggling and so then having a son really young going through a divorce kind of like rebuilding my life trying to constantly find myself in other people in other things like there was never this opportunity of silence and quiet and figure out who you are and like 
follow your path, you know? So I just was watching the world around me spin with all these people building their businesses and knowing who they were. And I was kind of just blind by the seat of my pants. And when opportunities came and partnerships arose, I'd jump into them, you know, good mm -hmm. or bad, indifferent, short, long. Like <laughs> I just jumped and experienced a ton of things, which I highly recommend. Um, but also I recommend to be a little more cautionary when it comes to, you know, your heart. Cause for me, I can't do that. That's how I lead. That's my heart takes the front seat and I just follow it. And so essentially that has been my story so far up until recently. And I'd say about the last six to eight months, I've done this amazing growth jump inspired by my initial interest in shifter and the work I've done with you over the past few years, because you have been coaching me, um, gosh, for two, almost three years now. And since the moment I started seeing you as a life coach, I really started breaking through some lifelong barriers and seeing things from perspectives I hadn't considered before. So I do have a lot of work too, that I have to thank you for, because that intensive work I recommend if you don't have a life coach, how do you have any objective impartial view on what you're doing with yourself? You know? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jamie. There's so many good things in everything that you just said. Um, you, you bring up the fact that you joined a networking group and then things really began to explode. And uh, what, what I like to, to, to share with people, because I also joined a networking group and you and I ended up meeting there. You can't catch the football if you don't step onto the field. So it's super easy to do your own thing, to stay locked up in your office or your house and plug away at work um, and become the expert at whatever it is that you're doing. But really, when you step outside onto the field and you meet other people, you network, you begin building a team, and it's the team of people working alongside you um, that really help um, us to grow uh, professionally and personally exponentially. You also mentioned, we're going to come back to some of the mindset stuff, but you also mentioned how you were a single mother and that was really a turning point for you in life. Parenthood can also um, do that for us um, always, but you mentioned that you um, didn't want to be known as the, the, the single mom raising your son. You wanted to be a mom raising your son and you wanted to find ways to make that fun. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like? Heck yeah. So this is a great subject. And I think if you're a single mom, like buckle up, because I'm about to tell you something you might not know. Like this is the best time of your life. Stop looking because if you'll take the time to look in the mirror and realize like this is the time that your kids have you 100% and they get to have fun with you and they get to know you and they get to hear you sing silly songs and dance in the shower and they don't care how you look or how you feel. They love you anyways, unconditionally. And so Hunter for me was like, hey, this is what love looks like when it doesn't hurt and I think that a lot of times you go through life and you get hurt your first time when you love somebody or you lose a piece of yourself or you go through a divorce or you do like have a miscarriage or you you know there's things that break your heart and break your spirit as a female and then when you get this opportunity to be a mom it's like I'm not gonna overshadow that with like I'm a single mom or I'm a you know whatever at the end of the day I am a mom what an honor what a privilege I'm going to celebrate it I'm gonna dance around about it and so I would I have pictures on my Facebook all the time like memories pop up where I sneak him out of school and we go get a Build-A-Bear and we run to the movies and watch Monsters, Inc. with our little Mike Wazowski. And it was totally, 
you know, I was a single mom. I would leave work in the middle of the day, which is why I also recommend, like, even if it was very difficult, working for myself was better than working for someone else a hundred times, a hundred percent, because it gave me choice of freedom uh, over my time. And that is a huge, huge thing to this day. Your time is the most valuable thing and you don't have that much of it. Um, so giving it to your kids is such a good investment. It pays you back tenfold. So Hunter just brought about the fun opportunities in life. Every time that I felt down, every time that work sucked, every time that it would get rained out, I would find something for us to do. Uh, mm -hmm. One of our best hobbies on rainy days when the power goes out is we light candles in the house and we like read stories and kind of hang out for a little bit while the wax melts. And then we pour the wax into ice cold water and see whatever shape it forms because that's hold the key to our future. And we just mm -hmm. do silly things like that. And so celebrating motherhood really got me through some of the darkest days of like, I'm going to be alone forever. I'm totally unlovable. I'm not sick that, you know, those were the lot of limiting thoughts and a lot of limiting beliefs that came along with um, society's impression of me as a single mom. But I chose to accept that as a crown as opposed to some sort of um, barrier. And it really, really did wonders for me, my career and just my heart and my kids. Mm -hmm. That's super inspiring. It is all about perspective. We've there's always both. There's always going to be the challenges that come with anything we're experiencing in life, but there's also always going to be the blessings. And when you had your son Hunter, you chose to focus on the blessings and, and the opportunities and the fun that was available to you. And I know, I know your son, and I know that you have been such a wonderful mom um, with so much love, and it just oozes out of him. So, so you are fantastic at what you're doing. You are a great mom. Well, thank you. If I suck at everything else, I'll be fine with that. But let me also say that I think it's the emphasis on the word. And I made sure to mention that before, but I want to like really drive that home that if you put the emphasis on, if you're looking at the sentence, like I'm a single mom and you put the emphasis on the single part, you're missing out. Like you're a mom and that's the cool part. And so if you're saying that you are overworked, like, no, you're working, like you're thriving, like you've got to really, as long as you're doing self-care, as long as you make sure you're balanced, but then at the day, put the emphasis on the real word, on the thing that you really, really want to believe in and want to be as opposed to the thing that you feel limited by. Mm -hmm. That is so good. Look at you coaching, Jamie. You're the coach. You're the coach. <laughs> coaching me to be a coach. No. <laughs> so Jamie, um, you talked about growing up and how there, um, the cupboards were uh, oftentimes empty. And, um, and then you, you talk about um, working really hard and, and, and how do you maintain, how did you address some of those limiting beliefs? Number one, the money mindset limiting beliefs because you really are powerfully breaking through a lot of that. It's, it, it's for me and a lot of people, it's always a work in progress. Like life itself is going to be um, one emotional process after another. But, but also for women, especially being a mom, and I know that family is so important to you. Family is super important to me. And um, in, in my professional career, it was never an option. It was, it just, it was a non-negotiable to give up my family in order to focus on a career and be successful at that. I would, I would hold myself back in my career before I allowed that to happen. But that's also one of the limiting beliefs that holds a lot of women back. This, this, fear or thinking that it has to be one or the other. How are you breaking through those limiting beliefs, the money mindset limiting beliefs and the limiting beliefs that, that um, say that you can't have both family and career? 
I mean, I just think you can have both no problem if you focus on the right things. And I think you have definitely given credit to the fact that it has been a recent breakthrough when you say I'm going through that right now, because I had no idea that it really could be easier, that you could really earn more money with less work and that you could really be passionate about what you're doing and that you really don't have to sacrifice those opportunities to be with your family. And so how that starts is, you know, my limiting beliefs are just, I wear them like badges of honor. And so for a long time, that's kind of just how it's been. I just didn't think that I could do it. And anything I was doing was kind of like out of spite, like, oh, I can do do it if you say I can't and um, survival I've got to make money etc and so now like doing it in a way that I'm thriving and like learning to do it in a way I'm thriving has everything to do with reading the books right and taking the advice the truth of the matter is we all read books put them back on the shelf and then we don't practically apply them to our lives and recently I figured out that you know I'm always practically applying things I learn in real estate classes I get the certificate and then I apply them I learned recently how to negotiate better I got a certificate and I started negotiating better at the end of the day what is the point of reading the self-help book if you don't do the self-help and I never give myself that time I am busy too Two, four, seven. I'm meeting with people, I'm networking, I'm doing the mom thing, I'm doing the wife thing, I'm taking care of my family, whatever it might be, I'm so tied up that I don't give myself that time. So recently, when I joined the mindset group, and shortly before there, because if you're a nice work together, started giving myself that time, my critical time to be alone, to think about what I really want, to do the work involved with the book. The book that we were reading at the very beginning is You're a Badass at Making Money with Jen Sincero, right? She talks about how you need to break the limiting belief by just doing what you're good at, things like that. So I started just throwing myself into things like my podcast. I love my podcast. I host one locally that interviews local business owners, people who have had successful or failures stories. Um, and I love that. It's fun for me. So I started doing more of that. I started reaching out and targeting, I guess you could say, like the people that I've worked with in the past that I love to work with that bring life to the things I love to do, um, that likely have the keys to larger connections for me. I just called them on the phone and said, Hey, I'm going to close my brokerage and I'm going to be an independent agent and I would like your business and I'd like to have it, you know, right now. And they're like, okay, well, could you look at this, this, that, and this, you know, see on Tuesday. Okay. Like it just kind of happened for me. And what I say is I did build the platform for that in the sense that I do have a lot of good relationships. I worked very hard in the community, trying to make sure that other people's businesses were supported, highlighted, lifted up, um, anything I could do to support a local business, whether it was buy flowers from a floral arrangement company who was in our BNI group or flowers to someone who's having a hard time because they can't find an employee for their cleaning business. Like whatever it might be, my life was about encouraging the people around me. And so tenfold, it got paid back whenever I decided to say, all right, I'm, I'm going to explore what is in there for Jamie. Right. So a lot of this also, to be fair, was COVID-19. A lot of people say was very difficult for them or is very difficult for them. And I'm one of those people similar to Gretchen that has had some blessings come alongside this pandemic. And that has been, I was pregnant at the time that it happened. So I was like in lockdown at home from March 11th all the way through. And I really don't go out a whole lot even now. And my baby is um, six months old. And it's wild to think about when this was happening, all of a sudden I'm faced with this beautiful baby that just brings me right back to Hunter. He looks exactly like Hunter did when he was born. Um, I have these moments of quiet and I'm at home with him 
and he's not at daycare like Hunter was, you know, 12 hours sometimes at a day. I don't work two jobs taking care of him and paying the bills. I can rock him to sleep. I can be there full time. I'm at home with him. I've never experienced that before. And for me, it was like, it fit like a glove. I love it. I love making his baby food. I love being with him. I love it. And I don't want to miss these moments because they didn't get that chance with Hunter. And so it's like, now I'll fight for whatever it is as far as being at home and cultivating this business that will allow me to thrive as a mom and still totally kick ass in a professional way and earn money. And so it helps. Real estate is a limitless, ceiling-free sort of um, career. And so if you want to make money and you know that you can get a real estate license and you're good with people and you understand law and you can be a little bit analytical, manage some relationships, real estate's a great career to do that because it will allow me now to use that money to funnel into things like my podcast and or building relationships and companies, seeing the talent in our community, like watching the people on Facebook, I see try to build these small businesses, wanting to jump in and be like, Hey, 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 how can I help? I want you to meet this person. You should meet that person. Like it's been amazing to start pursuing that. But the answer to your question is I took the advice of the book. I wrote them, the manifesting things down. I wrote the mantras. I say them every day. I leave mm -hmm. cash around my house everywhere. There's cash in the medicine cabinet. There's cash. I don't care if it's $3, $10, $20. If I get cash back, I put it somewhere in my house and I notice it. I talk nice to my money. I am very, very, very like, Oh, Oh, money loves me. Good job, money. Thank you for coming home today, money. And it's uh -huh. just, you have to treat yourself and treat your money. Like, think about this. Like you treat your car. Do you uh -huh. not change the oil in your car? Do you not wash it? Do you not detail it? Okay. Your mind, your body, your soul. These are all your machines that you work on. So your maintenance of that machine and the way it works together is 100% based on how you maintain it. So uh -huh. that's, I mean, that's where I'm at right now, even though it sounds like I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'm breaking mindsets. <laughs> yes, you are breaking mindsets. You are the embodiment of the giver's gain philosophy. I've had the pleasure of, of watching you in your creation. And um, it's a beautiful thing. But I'm super excited that you have really embraced giving to yourself also. And you've moved into the space where you are being super mindful of not giving your energy away any longer. One of the things that I'm passionate about um, with Shifter is, 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 is um, cultivating within the Shifter VIP community this sense of, you know what, we can we can work less and make more. It's about quality over quantity. We don't have to constantly be giving our energy away to those around us um, in order to earn their love or or earn our success it's it is a lot about self-care it's about celebrating one another it's about emotionally validating one one another so so some of the tools that you say that you have used or you've be, you've began are really embracing the the exercises the activities that you're reading about in these books um, are there other tips or tools that you can share with the listeners on um, um, things that you've used that have worked for you but then also um, ways in which you have learned to preserve your energy and and how you have have learned to say no when it's um, it's not yours it's not in alignment with you or no longer serving you yeah, this part has been recent. And I think once you flip the switch, it's very simple, but you have to really start to first look at yourself and say, what is draining me? 
what is it that drains me? What is the thing that is like, oh, I don't want to do that today? Because I had a lot of those going on a few months ago and I just didn't want to do it, 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 or that, or this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as I started to write those things down, I then on the converse started writing down the things like what lights my fire? Like love to interview people, love to have conversations, love to connect to people, start making those, oh yay, and no way list of things that you really want to be involved or completely nix from your life. And as you start to do that, you'll start to see where your aptitudes lend themselves best and what you really, really suck at. And so for me, as I start to recognize those things, then I start capitalizing on my strengths and cutting away at my weaknesses. For example, in my business, what that looks like is taking all of the little itty bitty detail oriented things that I used to do very well when I was practicing appraisal every day, which was a career I learned that I adapted to and survived in as opposed to thrived in. Those detail oriented things are not my favorite thing. I like to meet with people. I want to build relationships. I want to tell you that you're beautiful and I love your scarf. I don't really want to do this spreadsheet. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just those small changes, delegating those things in my business to someone who I add value to with respect to teaching and guiding and learning and giving experience and value that they cannot earn, you know, just walking into this career, um, giving that in trade, that time, that effort, that training in trade for that service, you know, also passing business, referring clients, splitting referrals with other agents in order for them to learn along the way from someone who has the experience, but also financially, it's it's not really for me, you know, the more you do, let's say I'm splitting 10 referrals, 50%, that's going to be way better than me trying to overwork myself on 10 things that I can't get done in time. And I can't realistically do the best things I'm good at, you know, all the way through as much as I could when I delegate. So I think that's a big thing is learning what you're good at, getting rid of what you're not and trying to delegate that piece. If you can't delegate that piece, finding time and the energy and the space of like, this is when I do get that done. Like for me, when my baby wakes up in the middle of the night and then he goes back to sleep at like four and everyone's asleep between four and 6 a.m. is when I do all my paperwork because that's the thing I suck the worst at. So I might as well do it at the time that I'm most alert. My brain works best. I'm in the boom, it's done. Mm -hmm. And I say, get it out of the way. Focus on the things you're good at. Capitalize on your joy. And for goodness sake, be grateful. For goodness sake, be grateful. Gretchen mm -hmm. said in that last episode on y'all's podcast that she says five things will five things will before her feet hit the ground. If I did that, I would be so much nicer. <laughs> so I do think gratitude mm -hmm. is totally a mind shift set. And immediately you start thinking about the gratefulness you have to even be alive, to exist, um, kind of makes the big picture smaller. And so I think those are all tools that I've managed to hold on to. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, your overall picture of what your world looks like and how you choose to interpret it and process it outward when you speak and how you act, that's going to be the ultimate determinant of whether or not you're able to learn and grow. Right. And that is so true. Um, we come by our inner critic, honestly, our, our brain's job is survival. We are wired for survival, which over human evolution has a bias toward the negative um, because we're constantly scanning for threat, for potential danger. So um, it's nearly every single one of us on the planet. We do, it's easier to see the things that we, um, that we don't like or that we don't appreciate or that we're ungrateful for than the things that we're grateful for. But through practice and repetition, we can retrain our brain, say the five thankfuls before our feet hit the floor in the morning, and it can be an absolute game changer. I'd also like to take a second to celebrate you, Jamie, because you mentioned that you are an Enneagram 2, which is a people pleaser. I also am an Enneagram 2 people, people pleaser. So 
what you just said about the work that you've been doing and um, delegating things and, and saying no, no to things, focusing on your strengths as opposed to your weaknesses and, and all of that, um, it doesn't come easy for an Enneagram 2. It does not come easy for a people pleaser. For So for um, that, that reason, I'd like to say kudos to you because you really have done some awesome work in pushing through um, that, that resistance and those limiting beliefs and the mindsets that have held you back um, your your entire life. And you are not only forging a, an incredible path for yourself, but by your example, you are forging a path for many other women who are watching what you're doing and will, will end up being inspired by you and, and emulating your, your success. So, so kudos to you, Jamie. I appreciate that. And thank yeah. you. And I do, you know, as a note, I, when you said pushing through, I think that grit is so important. And I think it's important to note that like, yes, people will tell you hustle, hustle, hustle. That's not the kind of grit I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're scared to death and you are literally looking at your bank account and you're like, but Jensen Sarah said to buy it anyways. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> when you really don't think it's going to work, you hold on and you do it anyway and you jump and you spread your wings and you will fly. But grit is so important when you are scared to death and you are in a ball on the floor crying and you're not sure your dream is really worth it. It is worth it. And the grit is what's going to get you through. So just, you know, cry your tears and then get up and get back at it. That's right. Do it scared. <laughs> So we end every podcast interview with three questions. Um, the first question I'd like to ask you, Jamie, is what is your favorite book of all time? Of all time. I think my favorite book of all time is kind of a sideways book, but it is uh, Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. Mm -hmm. Amy Poehler is like Tina Fey's best friend, right? And she is on SNL. She's an amazing comic has been in a lot of great movies that we all love. And she wrote this book about her whole story, her whole experience of being a comedian and why breaking those roles as a woman, um, breaking those roles, you know, role, um, sorry, with their gender roles, breaking those, um, all of those barriers when she came into the comic world and everybody was male and she was like one of the only females and her and Tina Fey just kind of came on the scene and just like blew up. And she just talked about how following your heart is completely the way that she just, created this massive career that she has and the book is funny I would wake up my husband laughing in the middle of the night so it's a good read I highly recommend I'll have to check that out I love Amy Poehler love Parks and Rec she says <laughs> yes please yes please just give me more of that yes please because if you say yes please instead of hell no it's going to invite a lot better things into your life than you know that it goes back to that whole thing of fo focusing on the good you know like forget about what you don't have think about what mm -hmm. you do mm -hmm. and like Gretchen says if it's not a hell yes then it's a no. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes saying no is saying yes to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's good to remember that. All right. So what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? So the best piece of advice I've ever been given, I would say probably as of late has just been to, you know, bet on yourself. Take an opportunity to really give yourself an opportunity to thrive at what you're best at. And what I mean is if you, even slightly don't like your job, if you even slightly wish that you had more time off per year and or more money, if you even slightly want a change to your mundane week or whatever it might be, if you want your biceps to pop, 
Like mm-hmm. <laughs> figure out what that thing is that lights you up if and bet on yourself. Like I really did not think it was possible for little old Jamie to make anything special or unique or creative or amazing out of her life. And I look back now and I think of all of the things that are accomplishments to me and all of the things that mean wealth to me and riches to me. And I have them all. I have them all. I have such a decadent life and my world is so beautiful. And it's all because I really finally took the chance to say, you know what? I'm not doing what anybody else wants me to do. I'm gonna write my own story. I have a blank page. I'm shutting down this company. <laughs> I'm starting over. And you know what? So far, so good. Mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to watch a little bit over the last couple of years, what's happening in your life and witnessing that initially you were looking for permission and looking for success through other people. But really, um, especially over the last year or so, I can see that transformation in you and in your life where you stopped doing that and you started looking inside yourself for that permission and, and that power. And you really are succeeding in your own right now. And, and there's a lot of people that you're bringing along the way with you. The final question is what is the worst piece of advice that you've ever been given? Phone a friend. No, I'm just kidding. The worst piece of advice I have ever been getting, I literally have it in writing in a, in a card that was given to me by a former colleague. And it says, just remember that you can have anything you want as long as you're willing to work your ass off. Mm. That's horrible advice. Mm-hmm. As long as you're willing to capitalize on your strengths double down on your weaknesses. Yeah. You're going to stay up a few nights. You're going to get tired. You are going to work hard, but that's kind of a given that comes along with it. And you're passionate about it. It's kind of like Michael Jordan sucking at basketball. I'm Mm -hmm. sure he found joy along the way, becoming the greatest player to ever play the game. Right. So remember at the end of the day that Michael Jordan did suck at basketball, the worst Mm -hmm. advice I've ever been given is that hard work is all it takes. No passion, excitement, joy, fun. The things Mm -hmm. that get you up in the morning is what you're supposed to be doing with your life, with your time, for your family. Be the best you you can be for the other people in your life. Because if you really are a people pleaser like me, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want you to have the best Jamie you can have. And in order for that, I need to work on myself. And so I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to give some self-care. I'm going to balance out my life. And I am not going to really put myself in the corner of as long as I work as hard as I can, I'll get what I want. If I find the best me, I will have the best life that I can. Amen. And on that note, I think that's a perfect place to end. Um, Super inspiring, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us on the Shifter podcast today. If you listeners would like to learn more about Jamie Taylor, you can find her on Facebook. Um, Look up Jamie Taylor. You can find her on Instagram at the underscore Jamie underscore Taylor. And you can also check her out on www.blocktalkpodcast.com. I highly recommend um, um, liking her podcast uh, or subscribing. She is a dynamic person to listen to, the greatest personality. She brings fun to absolutely every conversation that she's involved in. Thank you again, Jamie, for joining us today. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for all the help you provided me along the way. And I wouldn't be here without you for sure. So thank you. And thanks to the Shifter community for lifting up these amazing women and all the things that they're doing to change our lives. You're welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. 
You can follow us on Facebook at ShiftHer, Instagram at ShiftHer.co, and read more about us at www.shifter.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.